Blog Talk Radio. everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Energy Awareness Radio. Are you living your authentic life, doing what you're meant to do? Do you feel there are blocks that are holding you back? 
those blocks can manifest as physical illness or limiting beliefs, and that is what keeps people separated from achieving their fully realized self. These blocks can be removed quickly, generating powerful life-altering results, so stay tuned to learn how. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice, located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest is Dr. Ed Veach, an author and spiritual healer who had a lifelong dream to be a singer. And she accomplished that with performances both at Madison Square Garden and the 1998 Super Bowl. Now, her spiritual journey was equally ascendant but very different and distinctive from her singing career. Early on in life, she discovered she was gifted by divine source with the ability to clear energies that block the flow of someone's higher self from moving fully into one's third dimensional body and consciousness. She chronicles her own awakening process and provides guidance for others who want the fast track to higher consciousness without fearing the rapid changes one can experience. In her book, You're Not Crazy, You're Awakening, Journey to Discovering Your Soul Purpose, Joy, and Abundant Life, which is our topic for discussion. Dr. Ed Beach holds a doctorate of metaphysical science, is a certified Theta Healing Practitioner, and is also experienced in Reiki and non-touch pranic healing. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ed Beach. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you being? Hi, T. I am indeed being. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for catching that. (laughs) Not everyone does. It's it's cool when people do. I like it. You know, your book is fascinating because your journey is amazing. So because there are probably people listening who have not yet read your book, I'd like to start, if we may, with you giving us a little bit of a synopsis of who you are and what you do. Wow. (laughs) A little bit. Okay. Um, So, yeah, this journey has just been amazing. And so who I am is this being who has achieved the process we call ascension and connected with my I am presence and within this being the ability to not only clear and calibrate at a cellular level but to bring in one's light body and their divine blueprint so that they can move on their path of ascension. And it's just amazing to me to be this being um, able to do this and to be in it every day. Uh, And it started at an early age coming in, as I share in my book, about 12 years old when the visits from those realms started happening and they would take me out into the cosmos. I would then land on a bridge and then dive into the depths of the ocean. So early on I knew something was up. So it's been my lifelong journey, quite honestly. And it's wonderful that Mm. you're aware, you know, because sometimes I think that might, 
strike some fear in a person. And as you said, as a child, you were able to grasp that concept and that, that these events were happening to you, but you knew that they were extraordinary. And you knew early on that your path was really different from, from other people's, right? Absolutely. So, you know, my parents being from the islands, my mom's from Jamaica, my father was from Martinique. They married and um, after 15 years or so of marriage, bought five acres down in South Jersey. Um, I mean, just amazing how all of this is so uniquely, it's so divinely guided. And so when they built this home down in Jersey, I was about seven when we moved in, and it was normal for me to see ghosts. So just imagine, you know, a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old seeing ghosts um, in the middle of the night, wake up to go to the bathroom, the hallway light would be on, and there would be someone standing in the hallway. I remember this one particular time at our, um, uh, you know, the, behind my bed where was a picture of flowers. And one night as I woke up to go to the bathroom, I heard a voice say, look at the picture. And when I looked at the picture, it was a picture, a portrait of a man. And when I described him the following day to my mom, she said, oh, that's your great-grandfather, William. He came in to say hello. So, <laughs> you know, I could see, right? I'm like, okay, yes. what's going on? I could see. And so then when I was 12, when the energy changed, and all of a sudden I feel this presence standing at the foot of my bed, very intentional, that was different. And this tall being of light, as loving as he could be, and up out of my bed I went. So now imagine seeing yourself sleeping in bed, quite comfortable, sound asleep, and yet you're very aware that you're floating above yourself. In fact, you can go down the hallway into your parents' bedroom, attempt to wake them up. They wouldn't wake up, and out their window I went. That was my experience <laughs> at 12. Yeah. See, most my people actually don't he is here to teach you. Huh? <laughs> most people, are, you know, yeah. kids will, like, jump out the window to get out of the house. You actually just did it, and nobody ever knew. You were still in bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so – just the idea that this was happening and there was never any fear because this being was just so loving and I just thought it was the coolest thing and my mom said they are here to teach you go and so that's exactly what I did I went and I mean yeah some of the landings back into my body whoa that was intense you know a few times I would hit really hard and jump back up in bed I'm like whoa what just happened and here I am so yeah quite the adventure as I write about quite the adventure it is, but it's really yeah. cool that, first of all, you, you didn't have the fear because, I believe, mm-hmm. your mom was like, oh, yeah, that's your, you know, whoever it is, he's here to say hello, and it's okay, go with them. She was very into this, too. Now, could, did she do the same thing? Oh, gosh, yeah. So my mom, oh, my gosh, you know, my mom is 86 years old, and, boy, is she gifted. And I remember, I don't know if you remember, T, back in the day, the Rosicrucians were really popular. And my mom would get that little green pamphlet every month. And we knew, us kids, be quiet, mom is studying. And she would meditate every day. And I remember once she meditated in front of us or she'd focus and she had a bowl of water sitting in front of her at the dining room table with her eyes closed, focused on the water, it rippled. And so, yeah, very tapped in, very, very tapped in. And so we always had these conversations that even though, you know, you're going to Catholic schools, you're there for the education, understand that source is within you and that you're already connected. So we always had those conversations growing up that God is within and, you know, it's important to get quiet and to meditate. So um, this is how I grew up. Mm. 
Hmm. And and I don't. I'm going to say something, and I, I don't know if this is inappropriate or not. So I don't know how to word it. So I'm just going to say it. But I find mm-hmm. that in my life, as I met different people, the people from the islands seem to be more connected to start with. Why is that, or is this just my imagination? So you know. And that's an interesting question, and quite honestly, I've done lots of interviews, and you're the first person to ask that or to discern that. Ah, because I believe think about it's true. it. You? Um, I well, believe think about it. I've We're dealing it. with more indigenous people, right? And the indigenous mm-hmm. people are just connected people because they still connect to Mother Earth. They still understand about the stars, astrology, and sometimes they're not impacted by religions telling you that astrology is a sin, right? Mm-hmm. or that there's a meaning in the stars. Look at the Native Americans. All of these indigenous people are still yeah. tapped in. Yes, that's true. So, yes, yeah, absolutely. And even, even over in Europe, the older generation in Europe are very tapped in as well. You know, when you go yes. to Portugal, it's usually the older people that are tapped in. Somehow it's getting lost in the younger generations over there, but I'm not seeing it, as you said, in the indigenous cultures. They are maintaining it, and it's so important because the, the rest of us are trying to figure out how to get there, and you're mm-hmm. already there, and you're maintaining it, passing it on to your children. That's the beautiful part of all of this, the fact that you that were in a home is. where it was accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, absolutely. There was never a moment when I wasn't supported, you know. And even though I didn't fully understand or comprehend all that was going on, seeing, I mean, imagine, right, going into the cosmos, looking at the nebula, then landing on a bridge and diving into the depths of the ocean. I didn't know at that time that literally I was born with no karma and fourth dimensional consciousness. It wasn't until I started having my charts done and then these beings as an adult started showing up. Whoa, now that was crazy. So in 04, um, you know, I, living here in Henderson, Nevada, right outside Las Vegas, I pursued my singing and I was quite successful singing. And in 04, I was in a car accident, November of 2004. And I went into the light and the voice said, you are here to bring them into the light. I'm like, okay, you don't have to tell me twice. And from that <laughs> moment, they started showing up. Wow. Now imagine, and I know you read my book, but just imagine a still point of light coming into my room, turning to pictures. I could see it with my eyes closed. I could see it with my eyes open. And when I asked, what on earth is that? I heard a voice say, just testing. And then about 10 days later, this ultraviolet light came into my room, and this ultraviolet light was blinding. And again, I could see it with my eyes shut or open. It turned into the pineal, and it started to grow in intensity. And the only thing I could think of, T, was, oh, my God, this thing's going to explode, and it's going to hurt. Please don't hurt. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it grew Mm -hmm. in intensity and ignited and turned everything on. Then they started showing up just in my room, hugging me. And I'd wake up, and an orb would be leaving my room. They'd be touching me. I would wake up or open my eyes and be in front of the Council of Twelve. So it was just amazing that all that happened as a child now was starting to make sense. This is what mm. that bridge means. You have these templates within you. We're going to turn them on. These six-dimensional beings started to surround me and plug things into me, started to work with me, started to calibrate all that's within me, the knowledge. I was even visited, as you remember in my book, remember that race of blue reptilians that I was visited mm-hmm. by? 
because mm-hmm. the knowledge is within, and they were a dying race, and so they came to get the knowledge so that their race would survive. So it was intense and amazing. Whew. in reading your book you can kind of feel that so what you put into your words really comes through as far as energy and I don't think that's just because I'm an energy therapist as well I think it's because you know and it could be partly that but I think it's because when you read the book you feel what you wrote you can you can really get into it Um, there there was one section that I liked it was talking about um, lucid dreaming now in lucid Mm. dreaming for me I often have lucid dreaming in the morning that just is the way it is. And for me, it is a sign. It is a vision of what is to come. And sometimes it's a vision of what is to come five years later. And then I remember, oh, my God, I knew this. And I know it's not deja vu. I know it's like I had this dream. But, you know, and, and then there are other times where I'm not lucid dreaming. Oh, I'll give you a, a good example. Um, on, in, in January, uh, I was shoveling my walkway. And I thought to myself, okay, I don't think this is me, but somebody's having a heart attack. I really don't think it's me. Now, that's a stupid thing to say because you really ought to stop shoveling. <laughs> but I knew it wasn't me. And I knew, I mm-hmm. thought, I know it's not me, and whoever it is is not going to make it. And then two days later, my dad passed. And I thought, okay, he passed suddenly. It was a heart attack. And I thought, all right, this is, you know, he, he, this, is, this is, I didn't know who, but I knew it was someone I knew. So that was very strange. Mm-hmm. So I do get those types of things. But you... Mm-hmm. You, you are well entrenched, and I think people are trying to get to the point where they can know more because I know that when you get these signs, if you, if you follow the signs that you get in lucid dreaming or the things that happen through the day and you go with your gut, you are in complete alignment. And if you're in alignment, things just flow, and then you're doing the other thing that your book is about. You're actually doing your soul's purpose. And you can feel it, Absolutely. even if you don't know what it is. It's just, okay, good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know... It is so amazing to me in this journey and all the things that they showed me in the lucid dreams, you know, again, yeah, the wee hours of the morning, waking up and being taken to different planets, different realms and, and having these visions and seeing these things. And then I would come back and I'd be like, well, okay, I saw this, I had this experience. Um, If I'm supposed to really understand this, then you're going to show me the answers now, and if not, it will come. So imagine, okay, all of this happening back in, you know, 2006, 2008, 2011, leading up to my light body moving into me in 2012, leading up to, wow, last September, uh, I did sacred ceremony, and as the... And it's so amazing because as I was doing sacred ceremony, singing the 72 names for God, the Aramaic Hebrew names for God, literally a gateway was opening and the cosmic mother descended into me. Now that's wild. Yeah, that's cool. It goes, but let me tell you all the experiences from going to Mount Shasta and having the platinum rays of God descend into me, the violet ray descend into me from seeing and stepping through all 12 levels of 5D with my eyes open and literally at the 12th level stepping into the kingdom. All of these things happening have led to, again, it's time. This is the lifetime we've been waiting for where we can end 3D incarnations. This is the lifetime we've been waiting for where we can move back into 5, 6, 7, 8 
actually all the way up to 13th dimensional reality here in us now doing the process to clear, to let go, to transmute from all those lifetimes, those things that no longer support us, that we can transmute and let go of, to really to clear all of the trauma and the drama that we've been holding on to so that we can begin to tell a new story, that we can begin to connect that, yes, we truly are divine spiritual beings here just to have an experience and to express ourselves as the God that we are. And as we get that and we work with people like yourself and myself who can clear cellularly and to clear these things and begin to calibrate so that they can begin to transform. And now you begin to transform and you turn on and you see, wow, I really, am this amazing being. I really can have these experiences. And then you begin to transfigure, and that's when your light body will move into you as it did into me. And wow, then you really get it. So all of these little things that we have, whether we are understanding lucid dreams or having outer body experiences or we're doing past life regressions, all of these things are to move us through these stages. There are 10 stages of consciousness so that we can clear, expand, hold higher frequency, clear, expand, hold higher frequency till we get to a point where your light body will move into you. And then that's the glue that then will allow your light your I am presence to begin that dissension into you. And then you cross that bridge. Ah, indeed. So yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's real. I have pictures. <laughs> I don't know if you saw on my website that picture of me bilocating. That means all the other yeah. chakras are open. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's fascinating. And it's unfortunate that some people do not uh, – choose to understand it a little bit better. There are those who do because they want to learn more. And then, and, and I think we're still at a point where there are more that don't, but I'm seeing such an increase in people wanting to meditate more because they know how good it is for them and they know they get something out of it. And I know that, you know, through meditation, you will receive answers and through some of the things that happen to you, uh, instances, okay, you get little messages. I got messages, three distinct messages last year, which transformed my life completely this year. Didn't see it coming even as they were happening until the third mm-hmm. one. Didn't even know it then. Then afterward, I'm starting to write and I'm starting to do all these things in a notebook and I'm thinking, okay, there's something more I need to do. And all of a sudden Amen. it came to fruition. Yes. And I think okay. that you know, as we, as we meditate and we start to do more things that are, let's call it self-care, I guess, because you have to take care of you, you automatically help another people and you need not be tied so much into the technology of the day and, and, and taking so much time to get things done in the almighty rush and making the almighty buck. You don't need to do that. You need to you be with to. you. Yeah. 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 So, so you can right. you actually have to get off that. You have to get off that and you have to take the time to connect with yourself and allow your I am presence, your higher self to be the divine director of your material experience, right? You have to allow that part to have freedom of action and all that you think, say and do. And that's got to become your work. Yes. Yes. And the funny thing is when as I work with people a lot of mm-hmm. people are coming in and saying, I don't know, I guess I'm looking for my spirituality. Okay, that's a great place to start. Here we go. I cannot even tell you how 
it, it, it first five, six years ago, seven years ago, 10 years ago, whenever it was, it was a slower journey. Now I have people who come in and as I speak with them and work with them, I'm seeing them excel by leaps and bounds. I mean, I just had a conversation with somebody Friday night and I said, you're like my star pupil. I cannot believe how far you have come in one month. And honestly, she's there. It's not fake. It's not, she's not pretending. She's working it. She's doing it. And I explained you know to her why? that. Yeah, because of the time we're in, I believe. Yep, absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. this is a quickening yeah. time. It's a very quickening think time. Think about it. You know, I have a friend who's a shaman. She's 77 years old, and it took her, gosh, she, she's still in the process and still, by the way, doesn't have her light body. And she's been on this path for 30-some years. But you mm-hmm. see, we have those early, those people who came early, it's like the hundred monkey, right? And so now we have the energies coming in full blast so that what took even me about like eight years in the process of them coming in and working with me and turning this on and calibrating this for me to get my life body in 2012. Now, oh my gosh, I worked on someone and they were ready and there was their light body like that. One session, in fact, she had done enough work, and their light body was in. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. I will say too that especially this particular month, we're in a in a in a March month. It's a it's a month of creativity. But we started with a new moon that acted like a new moon and a full moon. It was a super moon and a solar eclipse. As we moved to the next two weeks towards the full moon, we ended up with. We had a clock, you know, a time change. We had a, 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 the spring equinox. We had twin comets mm-hmm. flying by, and they were, they were what's called a near flyby because one was 3.3 million miles away. The other was 2.3 million miles away. And then we had the full mm-hmm. moon, which acted like a full moon and a new moon. It, too, was a super moon, and it was a lunar eclipse. There was a lot going on in March. The energy was extremely intense. Did you feel it, Wow. Too? Oh, my God, Tina. Okay, so was it the, the, the ninth, that eclipse? I was guided to go into meditation, so I went and I took a salt bath first. Now, hear this. You know how on your cell phone, when you're done making a call, the light goes off, right? The light goes mm-hmm. out. So yep. my phone was in the bathroom with me as I'm taking my salt bath. The light never went out. I'm like, okay, whoo. These energies are coming in full force now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so then I go get into meditation and I begin. And at the time of the eclipse force, you know, here in, on the West Coast, I'm in. And so the other cosmic mothers, and so let me describe this. The energy that came in with some other universes and the cosmic mothers in each of those universes all sent me a point of light from them all at the same time. I sat there in meditation receiving this light and I thought my head would explode. The energy coming in was so powerful. I toned because I speak, she speaks this light language, right? And she Mm -hmm. started speaking and the energy was filling my head and moving into my body with such force that all I could do was send out this high pitched tone and hold that tone as I was receiving this energy. (gasps) without electrocuting hmm. myself. <laughs> yeah, right, That's yeah. Yeah, let's do that. It was. I kutuna shipapakata, na hefe al mutu asa, i kutuna shipapakutu asa. Yeah, it's extreme. It's mm. extreme. 
And I've been doing my best to, to hold back the energy, but we had to talk mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> yeah, and so right, here it is. Right. And I know you feel it because you feel energy. <gasps> yes. Yeah. And the the light language that you're speaking. Uh, do you know what you're what you're being given to say? Can you interpret it for our audience? Absolutely. This is the time. And yes, the light is on us. Oh my. And every heart that is open and ready to hear and to know, just trust that you are exactly where you are to be and that all is in divine timing. See, we have chosen. And so you've already chosen. Your higher self has chosen. So trust, be in your heart and love and receive. Ah, Open your heart and receive now. Wow. That is really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. It really is. It's 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 just so, you know, the energy was so strong and what mm-hmm. what really validated it for me was when those two comments went by. Those two comments according to the age, you know, the ancients, they all did everything with comets and comets predicted things that would happen on earth. And those two comets being so close to each other one day after the other and flying by bringing in a a, a a sense of uh, energy that was so harsh and so strong, it was, mm-hmm. it was supposedly this, they told us that this would be something that would cause something violent to happen on Earth, and then it would sweep everything away. Well, the next day was the attack on Brussels. That is amazing. That's how much energy we have floating around. Oh, yes. Well, you know, everything is energy, isn't it? 3D Every single thing that is about us, as us, in us, around us is energy. And here's the coolest thing. Oh, my gosh, T. So imagine now that you begin to see things pixelated and that you begin to, as you do the work, raising your frequency and your vibration, that you can see the movement in the walls. You can see the movement in the plants. You can see the movement in the pixelation because the illusion of this being solid is beginning to break away. So, yes, you truly comprehend that everything is energy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's wild, let me tell you. And that's how I see everything now. Yeah, and that's got to be a little strange because, you know, it's not the norm, you know. It's not the the norm. mm. It's not. Yesterday morning I woke up. And opened my eyes, mm-hmm. everything was shaking around me. I'm like, okay, okay, adjust, adjust. I've opened my eyes, let's see it in my 3D now, <laughs> adjust, adjust. And that took right. a moment. I just stood there while my eyes adjusted to this, this realm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good that you can still do that, because otherwise driving would be really quite a bear. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do it. You'd be giving a driving test, and you'd be like, okay, flunk my driving test because all this is happening. And they'd think, what? You know? <laughs> but yeah. these things that well, the I, book, I'm hearing. Right? You're not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And, and this is happening more and more with people. And 
I know that people are, you know, not willing sometimes to accept these things, but uh, I look at it this way. Okay, I studied quantum physics to realize what was going on as far as energy was concerned. So I know Mm -hmm. I'm smart, but I'm smart enough to know I don't know everything. (laughs) There's a whole lot out there that I do not know, and I'm very open to learning more, and I think that you have to give things a chance and see where everything stands in order to fully understand things and learn more about it and find out more more quickly why you are here now mm-hmm. you know for me i've done work all my life you know different had a different job moved to new jersey you know set up my business here but i can honestly say that last year i found my sole purpose it took a while mm-hmm. but as again mm-hmm. three different events that really you, you kind of when you get that in the pit of your stomach like a sucker punch and you realize, oof, and you think, okay, take note of that. And then months go by and something else happens and there again, take note of that. Just be aware. Once you raise your awareness, things start coming to you more. And if you meditate, and you don't have to necessarily sit down in meditation, do thing, do things meditatively. Do your dishes meditatively. Amen. Do all your meditations. Right? Yes. Right. All Absolutely. You know, do you know that, right? And so this, mm. hear this, your audience, loud and clear. There is not a moment when you are not in a meditative or prayerful state. You see, it is the mm-hmm. art of being and the art of being. So I'm always in the awareness. And so when I'm doing the dishes, I'm doing the dishes, you see. And mm-hmm. I'm mindful. I'm off autopilot and I'm consciously doing the dishes and consciously smelling the fragrance of the lavender and the soap and looking at the bubbles and in that moment, appreciating what is going on in that moment, I'm not preoccupied with a million other thoughts, you see. And so that's what we have to do. When a bird comes to my window, ah, there you are, creator. Yes. Thank you. I acknowledge and love you through this bird. So it's about getting off autopilot. It's so important that we understand that waking up means becoming consciously aware in every moment that you are the creator of it. And that you have to be in moderation and you have, it's the art of being. And so when you are being, then everything is going to line up synchronously for you because that's just the way the universe works, you see. And it's, Mm -hmm. boy, is it not amazing and beautiful? It is because you, and it be, until you start to do it, you, you don't really buy into it. You don't get it because you don't see the validation. But from the moment you see that mm. first validation, then you realize, well, wait a minute, there's something here. And then mm-hmm. things start to quicken for yourself. You see things quickening and, and you realize that, okay, there is something to this. Let's continue down this road and see. And you do. And as you are more present in the moment, it actually, you become more grateful. And to me, the secret of life is gratitude. And the it's fuel gratitude. is love. And the fuel is love. Right. As you're in each moment and loving each moment, and it matters not who's in your presence. People are going to be mean. People are going to say things. People are going to try to be hurtful. If you just, while they're in your presence, just acknowledge what they're saying and move forward. And then when they're out of your presence, just remember to keep them at arm's length because you don't need that negativity in your life. If that's the way they want to be, they need to figure it out elsewhere. You can love them, but you don't need to have them in your life. And I think that's important to know too, because it's really hard sometimes when you're working so hard to just be the love that we all are. 
I have never thought it was difficult to love, but I've heard so many people say, oh, love is hard. And I'm like, no, it's not. Just be. That's love. Just be. That's love. And you see, we have to disconnect from an uneven temper. So this is all the part of the process of awakening. It's to become the detached observer and to move into the Mm -hmm. space of your heart. So let me share a story. Years ago, my husband and I had an alkaline water store. And as I pulled up to it one morning, I got a flat tire. And I let that little flat tire annoy me, right? My husband came and changed the tire. The day went off just fine. Now, he was out of town um, after that. And so came home after the store, went to bed. In the wee hours of the morning, an outside voice said, disconnect from an uneven temper. Well, I jumped up out of bed, and I'm like, what the heck? Who just said that? And the voice said it again, (laughs) disconnect from an uneven temper. And I said, oh, the way I behaved when I had that flat Mm -hmm. tire. You see, I reacted. And the voice said, love is all there is. Mm-hmm. And nothing is to take you outside the space of your heart. So you see, as we do this work, our soul, if you're wanting your soul purpose and you're wanting your soul to reconnect with you, your soul personality is that of the detached observer, compassion, and upliftment. That it. That's it. Everything else is still your ego. So mm-hmm. you then have to observe. And if someone's coming at you in a particular way, okay, first as a detached observer, is this your stuff? Are they just a mirror and they're showing you something that you still have within yourself to release? And if so, then you can respond to it accordingly because you know it's not your stuff. If you find yourself Mm -hmm. still reacting, okay, is that mirror yours and it's something within you that you have to let go of? Okay. Now, so that's what we have to do. We have to begin to really evaluate, hold ourselves responsible, accountable, and look and see, is this mine? Is this not mine? And so that person is just who they are because they're on their path and it's the law of allowing and mm-hmm. who they are is perfect, right? And who I am is perfect. Yes. I'm not here to fix them. So you know that if you are the detached observer, it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter then how they behave because it's not you. You don't take any of it on. And when you're away from them, okay, that's their stuff. Love you, wouldn't want to be you, right? And you just let them on their way. And it's fine, right? You know, and it's fine. It's true. You see. And so, so when you, as that voice said, disconnect from an uneven temper, and now your soul has taken over and you're the detached observer, then you don't care what's going on and what they're saying because you know it's not your stuff. And so you have absolutely no connection to it. And it's like, phew. Wow, they still, as the Jamaicans would say, grow come, meaning when they grow up, they'll get it, right? So you just yep. observe them in their stuff because it's not yours, and you're like, wow, isn't that interesting? And so now you take a seat, and you can look at them, and you're like, wow, look at them. They are in this stage of consciousness. That's interesting. They are on their path, and they're in their stuff, and they're still reacting, And it has absolutely no impact on you whatsoever. That's a beautiful place to be. It actually is. And it, it, you know, you work at it, you work at it, you work at it, and then you realize you're you're doing it almost automatically at at some point. It becomes rote Mm -hmm. and you realize, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm doing this. We are all in a state of becoming. 
We never stop that. We are all becoming. Mm -hmm. We're becoming something from one thing to the next to the next to the next. And it's always okay. Always, always it's okay to take a break. And I will say to people, you know, if somebody says something to you, you can just, and, and, and you feel like you want to react. Three questions. Three questions. Do I need to say something? And does what need, do, or yeah, do I need to say something? Do I need to say something? You know, does it need to be said by me? And does it need to be said by me now? And by the time you get to the third question, you're pretty much done with the reaction phase because you realize, you know, does something need to be said? No. Does something need to be said by me? Me? Not really. Not my place. Does it need to be said by me now? Absolutely not. You know, and it, it will take you back and shift your perspective because you'll realize I don't need to. We're always the teacher. We're always the student. But I don't need to teach them this. It's their journey. You are teaching them in the way that you do not react, in the way that you just say, Thank that's you. okay, your journey, and push them. Yeah. Right? You see, you see that you teach through your behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's through my example of being. It's through my example of being. It's through my example of being this pillar of light. It's through my example of being love. It's through my example of being the detached observer. It's through my example of being compassionate, up- uplift, supportive, and yet detached from your stuff. Mm-hmm that shows you how it is to be. It's through my example of, yes, I have my light body. Now, what does that really mean? Yes, my I am presence is within me. What does that mean? It means being this space of grace and gratitude and balanced and in harmony. And by you feeling that energy coming off of me, you're like, oh, that's how I am to be. Yes, it is. And forgiveness. Because we can cut people slack and not judge and, and, and not compare. Comparing is huge. I see this all the time, comparing yourself to someone else. That's their journey. This is your journey. Instead of comparing, go within and see what your true journey is so that you can be at a higher vibration. Because once you, you successfully get to different levels of vibration, you can't go back. You can't, it's impossible to go back. You would Amen. have to do something devastating to yourself to go back. Yeah, right? So yeah. a lot of people yeah. will say to me, well, a pillar of light. I mean, okay, so that person's better than me? No. Let's clarify here. There's no one on the planet that's better than anyone else. I am not better than anyone else on this planet at all, and there's no one on this planet that's better than me either. I don't care if you're a homeless person. I don't care if you're the Dalai Lama, the Pope, the President. It doesn't matter. We're all equal. Time is precious, and everybody gets a certain amount. We don't know what it is. Utilize it wisely because you can't, you can't get any more. You can't say, oh, I'm going to turn my time. Can please send me some more. It doesn't happen. So, you know, the the forgiveness factor in that somebody will say something, you can forgive them, and you don't even have to speak those words to them. If they've done something to you, if they've attacked you in a way, you can forgive them on your own. You're not condoning their behavior. You're just saying, okay, I forgive them, but now I'm going to leave them over there because I can't take that energy until they come into their own and realize, oh, there's something to be said for being more compassionate, more caring, more kind, not judging, because that's when you're going to start to go into higher vibrations a whole lot more quickly. Thank you. Absolutely. And you see, you know, in the work that we do, we work with a lot of people, right, with their inner child who they're like, Mm -hmm. my parents did this to me and I'm this and I'm that. Understand this, and boy, this is a big lesson right here. So understand, you know, they took me to that realm, the Bardo realm, in between lifetimes. And I was sitting there writing my Akashic record, and two of my guides were sitting on either side of me. And when I was done writing, I got up 
and I looked, walked to what appeared to be the edge, and as I looked down, there was my mom in the hospital about to give birth to me, and into the womb I went. Boy, that was amazing to be able to experience that. And so understand that you have, knowing that this is the lifetime of your awakening, knowing that this is the lifetime of ascension and that this is it, right? You have lessons that you did not complete in other lifetimes, and you have unexpressed emotions and all sorts of things going on and from traumatic experiences going on from other lifetimes. But you at your soul level knows this is it. I got to get it. So I'm going to pick this lesson and I'm going to pick this and I'm going to pick this and whoo, Lordy, I don't know how I'm going to get through it, but I know I'm going to get through it. And so you have all these things. And then that soul group comes forward and says, you know what? I'm going to be that thorn in your side. You're not going to like me very much. And you're not going to remember that you asked me to do this, but I love you that much. I'm going to teach mm-hmm. you unconditional love. I love you that much. I'm going to teach you self-worth. I love you that much. I'm going to abandon you as a child. Oh, Makatui, say a sa. Whoa. And then you step over and through that veil and you come in. And all these things happen to you. You have to understand that they're for your best and highest good to cause you to come back into harmony. You see these chaotic moments, it's just a little thing to bring you back into harmony. So forgiveness is so important because as you forgive, then you realize that they loved you so much. They said yes to help you to expand, to get you to this moment, even right here, hearing these words on this in this interview so that you can realize, wow, you know, that person who's been so mean to me from childhood who abandoned me, they truly on the other side love me so much that I would get this life lesson so that I would have this awakening. I forgive you for my perceived idea of what you did to me. Now I understand that you agreed to play this role for me that I asked you to play. I forgive you. I love you. Not only do I forgive you, but I forgive myself for holding Mm -hmm. on to this for so many years and allowing that to truly, right, program me as to how I would be as an adult, letting that wounded inner child impact me in such a way, holding me back from all my full potential as a divine being that I am. So I released all of that now. I forgive it. I love them and I love myself. And I am ready now to step forward, changing my perception of how this has been playing out. Wow. It, it is huge. Yeah. It is huge. You know, our greatest growth is within our most difficult relationships and our most emotional relationships. But once you get mm-hmm. that, you can go through those relationships in a lot healthier and easier way. And yep. I'm finding pe- people are getting this faster. The, the woman who I said, you're my star pupil, I mean, I kind of laughed when I said it, because within two months, and I only see her once every, it wasn't even two months, I think it was um, six weeks, I only see her every two weeks. So every two mm-hmm. weeks, and she's doing the homework. And as you know, we are taught, don't work harder than your patient. You're working harder than your patient. You've got to say goodbye. It's because they're not working. They're not ready. They're not willing. This mm-hmm. one is ready, willing, and worked so hard and came so far. And it's amazing to see, and it's a joy to see, because she's come through so much so far in six weeks' time that probably took me 20 years to learn, you know? And it's amazing, yeah. the darkness of it all. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the growth of the relationships that she was in, who she was dealing with, and how to shift the perspective. And I know that's 
difficult for people. I know it's difficult to, to say, well, try to look at it their way. It's like, oh, I can't do that. Don't hold on with iron grips. When you, when you want something, you're showing lack. When you hold your hands and fists, you are not open to receive because where can we put anything? Your hands are not open. Your heart's certainly not, Thank but you. your hands aren't either. And you need to open your hands first to receive, to let it go into your heart. Come from your heart. It's so easy. It really is, but people fight it. It's a fear of, I think, for me, when I work with people, I think it's a fear that they're going to be hurt yet again. And that's mm-hmm. sad because oh, absolutely. If, you're, yeah. if you're in gratitude and you're working from love, you will never be hurt. Never, ever, ever will you be hurt. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, and when you're in fear, you really just, that's a part of you that hasn't opened and awakened yet, right? Right. Ah, so love that part of you until it awakens. Nurture that part. Face that part so that it can awaken. And then you'll be able to walk in love. Yeah. It's so important that we, um, that we understand that. And we understand that there are different types of love. And what the love we're talking about is that agape love, that love that is just whew, so encompassing because I don't have to like you to love you, you know, and that's right. a, a real important thing to comprehend. We're not talking about the love of a puppy or love of a slice of pizza or the love of my husband. We're talking about spiritual love and we right. are becoming love. And so it's nothing that I have to do because it's who I am. It's what I am. I am this frequency of love that transmits out to everything, everywhere, all the time. And that's the difference. It's becoming love, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what, what I loved about your book, one of the most favorite things I loved was chapter 10, You Are the Light. And I just want to read an excerpt mm-hmm. because this to me says it all in, in, in a really eloquent way. The greatest thing you can do for another is not just to share your riches, but to reveal to them their own. That's Benjamin Disraeli. Now, that means that as what you do, you're revealing to them their own rich, riches by what you do when you are in their presence. They learn mm-hmm. from that. So they, it is revealed to them right there. And, and they might not see it, but when they start to emulate it, that's when the reveal comes into play. That was, I love that you included that because that was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. So thank, thank you. you for that. I really love that. Of course. And, you know, as we do the work with someone, we're not doing the work because I want you to think I'm your guru, right? I want you to become your own. And so I'm just lighting the path and showing you, yes, I have my light body. Yes, this has happened to me. And I share these things and I share my story, again, back to that not to compare because that's not what any of this is about, but to let you know beyond any shadow of a doubt that this is real and that you're going to have your experience, what is best for your highest good, and you're going to have your awakening, how your soul, how your higher self, your I am present says it's going to unfold for you, and your spiritual gifts are your gifts as you awaken to the truth of who you are. You will have your own unique experience because we are all the rays of God right? And every way matters. And so how you express it is your expression of God. God doesn't want all of us to have it the same way, or there'd only be one of us. But there's billions of us, 
and we're all the extensions of source so that God can experience self through all of us. So we're all going to have a different way of experiencing it. Ah, yeah. How perfect yeah. is that? And it's, it is perfect because it creates the picture, whatever the big picture is that we cannot see because we are only a piece of the puzzle, but we have to play our puzzle piece right and fit in where we need to so that we can be part of that big picture. It really is a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. I love I love this discussion, but I'm afraid we're almost out of time, Dr. Edvig. I'm sorry oh, wow. about that. <laughs> I know that went by so fast. But before we go, I would really love it if you would tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and where they can purchase your book. You're not crazy. You're awakening. Indeed. Isn't that just amazing? You're not crazy. You're awakening. And, boy, you know I was guided <laughs> to write that book. Um, my team yeah. told me three times. It took about a year and a half for me to finally say, what a, okay, fine, I'll write a book. Uh, so you can find it on Amazon, um, also it's available at Kindle, and on my website, of course, dredvige.com, and that's just D-R-E-D-W-I-G-E.com, D-R-E-D-W-I-G-E.com, Dr. Edvige. And, of course, I invite you to visit my website, and you can sign up for one of my mentoring programs or uh, sessions or any one of the things that I have on my site. Lots of wonderful tools and things to listen to and to follow. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And your, your the site is amazing. The book is amazing. And it's a very quick read. So it's not, you know, it's not one of these long books. It's very academic. It's about 100 and, I don't know, 30 pages maybe. And it's really fascinating and fun. You will learn a lot. You will open up. You will feel the energy. I guarantee it. So go get the book. You're not crazy. You're awakening. So listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio. So please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world. And that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life that we are truly meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including my sound healing concerts with my Quartz Crystal Singing Bowls and Labyrinth Walks. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
today. 